Hello and welcome to, and I haven't said this in a while, The Smug Buds, the podcast where we explain everything to the geese. My name is Will and with me as always is Liz. Hi, Liz. Hi, Will. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. I'm in my, my new Christmas bathrobe that I specifically requested. Oh, that's nice. That I sleep in, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's it's very cold where you are, I bet. Yeah. Happy 2021. Happy 2021. Happy new presidency. Happy new presidency. Um, Can you imagine if we were to try to go over current events? I, I, I can't imagine. It and, would take... And, three more podcasts so we won't <laughs> yes and we won't we we won't even do a hint of that no. uh, we, uh i i only bring it up to say boy a lot has happened <laughs> i have no intention of uh bringing up any current events for even a minute of this podcast oh are we talking about history today wink 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 <laughs> wink 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 um but before we get to that um, I want to do just a quick, uh, how did we get here? What are we doing? Sort of uh, yes. intro, but but also, <clears throat> do you have any uh, old business in your in your back pocket? You might no. be no, mm-hmm. okay, not that I can think of. All right, so I have a little something, so I'll play the jingle here. Old business. Okay, so I think there's only one bit of uh, feedback. Uh, that I never shared with you from last season. Oh yeah. Um, which uh, we we addressed all the feedback that we got as we got it. So mm-hmm. I see I see no point in doing a mailbag for Agreed. the previous season. But well, um, in the last episode, we sort of mailbagged. In we that. sort of yeah, it was a, like a bonus. Um, and uh, it was way back uh, around uh, Thanksgiving time. Oh yeah. When I got an email uh, from. Uh, my mom and the subject line of the email uh, was Jesse Buckley who uh, I don't know uh, you you made a face like you definitely don't remember that this was a a person I talked about as uh, someone an actor Wes Anderson should work with and I talked about last year as being like the year of uh, Jesse Buckley for me because uh, she had a great role in the new season of Fargo and she Mm. was in a movie called I'm thinking of ending things. Well, before all that, she was in a movie that I still have not seen yet that I think came out in 2019, maybe 2018, called Wild Rose, where uh, she's a singer in that movie. And so this prompted my mom to email in saying, uh, Jesse Buckley has to be in Liz's Wes Anderson musical. And then she... uh, included a link to a youtube video which is jesse buckley performing a song from wild rose uh and so i'll uh put that uh video link in in the show notes and uh share it with you as well as it was sort of meant to be shared with you uh back in late november (laughs) um but now it's late january so as 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 promised just to to catch up uh, how we got how we got here, I would frame it thusly. Uh, last year, I had an idea, which was to uh, devote a season worth of episodes of our podcast to Wes Anderson, 
in the style of my favorite podcast, Blank Check with Griffin and David, where they pick a director and they go through their whole filmography movie per episode. And we did that and it was tons of fun and I think it was a success. It was also quite time consuming. And so after that, I got two new ideas. Okay. And the first was... Which I just want to pause really quickly and say ahead. that I have had no ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean like for episodes? I No, no, no. Like I have some ideas for episodes and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like Will is smart and has like really mm. been a mastermind of this holistically. No. And I have not been. And so I that's... just want to give credit to Will here for like... Because if I was the one... I- I'm very often the most organized person in the room. And the reason I love doing this podcast with you, Will, is because I'm not when I'm with you. We're both equally organized and you're oftentimes in a different way than me, more organized. And so I am relieved every time you bring an idea to me. That's that's very kind. And I and I feel like I should check to make sure that I'm not, you know, sick or dying or something, <laughs> you know, bad isn't happening to me that I don't know about. Um, thank you for saying so. That's very nice. Um my first I, my first new idea was that we uh, return to Twitch and do mm-hmm. live streams more often, uh, which we've started to do and which you can watch at uh, twitch.tv slash smugbuds or uh, I'm going to start uploading the uh, VODs to uh, YouTube because the VODs won't live on Twitch forever. Uh, but if I download them and upload them to YouTube, then... They, they could be watchable in perpetuity. Uh, and then uh, my second idea was that in the new year, uh, we uh, resume the podcast, but not weekly. Uh, we just do one episode a month for the whole year and see uh, what that's like. Yeah. The season and, is the year instead of doing a block and then a block. Right. And waiting yeah. And then- it, and the reason is, in case I, it isn't clear already, is because the the weekly schedule of not only making the podcast, but watching a movie, recording for a few hours, talking about it, and then editing each episode and uploading each episode. It was really, it was mostly in the editing that it was getting to be like, this feels like my entire weekend is taken up for like 10 consecutive weekends. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's an exaggeration, but that, but that's how it felt. And so that's why this is your Smug Buds episode for January 2021. And we'll see if we, uh, if we like the monthly format, we'll keep doing it. Just as we will keep doing occasional live streams on Twitch where we get to have long free form conversations, which is what I think you and I do best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also get to play some video games at the same time. And some other uh, games that I make up. That's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, we will just uh, keep doing that for as long as it's uh, fun for us to do. And whenever uh, it's convenient and we feel like it. Yeah. Because we're not beholden to anyone and we Because no one I, gives us any I, money for this. No. <laughs> we, in fact, give other people money for this. Mm, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> um, it is it is that time of year when, when I got a bill for this, and I assume you did too. Yep. Um, <laughs> so that's another way that we share the, the burden very uh, I e- will never equally be, and responsibly. I will never remember 
I will never be as pleased as when I realized that the subscriptions that we each pay for were the exact same amount. <laughs> Isn't that convenient? Yeah, two <laughs> totally different services and they just evened out. Um, so that's what that's what we're doing and why we're doing it. And that's uh, old business and context taken care of. Mm-hmm. So um, we are going back to the familiar old format of you and I taking turns uh, whose episode it is. And and that person uh, dominates the conversation and chooses the topic. And today that's me because I volunteered to uh, kick it off. And I haven't told you what that subject is. Yes. And before I do, just a couple of questions. Okay. Um, it's, it's Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the beginning of the weekend. Liz, mm-hmm. uh, do you have anything to drink? Yes, I have tea. Okay. And you're drinking it out of a lovely Chewbacca mug, which made me laugh. What, uh, what, what kind of tea are you sipping on? This is, um, it's kava, like, relaxing tea. Okay. I don't, like, I'm not going to tell you that it actually does that. But. The, but I the, don't have to put any sugar in it. It doesn't okay. have caffeine and it tastes really nice. And it tastes warm and spiced, mm-hmm. but not, like, in a cinnamony way. Interesting. Okay. So. Even if it's only by placebo effect, maybe that'll uh, help you out a little bit. Um, my other question is, uh, as I said, it's Friday night, which means it's the uh, end of a, a long work week. Um, how's your How is your brain feeling? Is your Is your brain feeling uh, alert and agile? I feel or sluggish. I feel middling. Okay. All right. Well, that might serve you well. I'm detecting like a balance in your mental state and in your environment, you know, your body and what you're putting into your body. You know, well, I just always feel calm when I talk to you. Oh, that's well, the the nice things keep pouring in, which, which <laughs> only makes me worry more. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, Will, if bad things happened when I complimented you, I think your life would be a lot worse. Yeah, that, well, that's well, <laughs> true. Yeah, it could always it could always be worse. Could be better um, <laughs> as well. Uh, so, I guess my final question to you is: uh, Do you have anything to write with and to write upon? <laughs> Liz indicated her, the skin of her own arm. No, I actually I can use one of um, Elliot's papers. Okay, great. That he was drawing on. He also drew this uh, truck today, uh, which I'll describe to you. Mm-hmm. It's got two parts and a big roller wheel at the bottom. Cool. And then this looks like the arm of a front end loader or mm-hmm. no uh, excavator. Okay. But he called it a grabber. Mm-hmm. That was what he did today. That's really cool. Uh, that's that's a job well done and a hard day's work. Yes. Uh, in and of itself. Um, so the reason I'm asking you all these questions is because uh, this is a, a sequel episode, uh, which I am calling the second annual The Smug Buds Pub Quiz style yes. trivia game. 
uh, Liz and uh, longtime listeners will recall that uh, last year, ar- around the beginning of quarantine, uh, we were reflecting on uh, things that we missed in lockdown. For example, I did an episode about karaoke. And I did an episode inspired by uh, missing uh, being able to go to uh, the bar trivia Mm -hmm. uh, where I wrote my own quiz and uh, delivered it to Liz and you, the listener. And I've done it again. I've written another quiz from scratch. And I love this. It is uh, very much in the same format uh, as the last one. Uh, you might remember that the uh, uh, formula is inspired by uh, the Geeks Who Drink style, uh, con- uh, that, that conglomerate of uh, uh, nationwide uh, pub quizzes. Uh, and uh, that means that there are eight rounds and there are eight questions uh, in each round for a uh, total of uh, 64 possible points. Um Geeks Who Drink does double points in two out of those eight rounds, but we're not going to do that um, because uh, you don't have anyone to compete with. So it's just, uh, it's only interesting to me whether you get it right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the um, first uh, round, do Mm -hmm. do you recall... Do you recall what the first round was about in the previous quiz? No. It was, uh, okay, well, it's the same this time. <laughs> um, it's it's the current events round. Oh, which good. Is, which is why when you said we <laughs> would never talk about current events, I was being very coy. Um, I, 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 thought, I thought you were just saying that, like, we were going to talk about the past, uh-huh. like the yeah. distant past. No, little did you know. Um I am calling this round, uh, the name of this round is, do you have this on your 2021 bingo card? Oh, good name. And it, and it is questions uh, that are uh, all about things uh, that happened very recently that I read about in the news. Mm-hmm. Um, so question number one, um, before I read the question, if you'll indulge me, I'd like to uh, give uh, an epigraph. Oh, and I'm holding in my hands uh, the book, I Don't Write About Race, mm-hmm. a book of poetry by June uh, Geringer. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read in full uh, the contents of page 71 of this book. Oh, God, no. Not the military. <laughs> What's next? Is the government going to ban me from Quiznos? <laughs> And I read that not only because it has the word quiz buried in it, which is Mm -hmm. fun for the occasion, but because question number one is, on Monday, President Biden repealed the Trump era ban on what group of people serving in the United States military? Liz is writing, so I can tell that I won't have to repeat that question. Question number two The Biden administration says it intends to speed up efforts to redesign the $20 bill to feature whom, stating that our money should, quote, reflect the history and diversity of our country. I I have an answer for that as well. Good. Question number three. You may sleep easier knowing that this (laughs) week, after repeated violations of their civil integrity policy, Twitter permanently suspended Mike Lindell, 
ally of Donald Trump and CEO of what? I have that too. Okay, yeah. I also wrote, have my favorite tweet, I can tell you. You wrote it down very quickly. I wrote it down immediately. We're just breezing through this first round. Question number four. Keep the Clydesdales in the barn because on Monday, Ann Hauser Bush announced that for the first time in 37 years, Super Bowl viewers will not see a commercial for what beer brand? I'll take this moment to say uh, in response to my own question to Liz about what she was sipping on. I am drink drinking maybe maybe a little too much. I stumbled over that <laughs> word. I, I'm drinking a La Cumbre Malpais Stout. God, what a beautiful can. Yeah, uh, this was a birthday present to me from uh, my friends, Sarah and Park, who uh, brought me a six pack of uh, different stouts. Good job, Sarah and Park. Mm -hmm. Question number five. What former White House press secretary recently announced her run for Arkansas governor, an office formerly held by her father? Liz is Got writing it. down the answer. Okay. Question number six. Quote, what could they be thinking or is thinking too generous a word? Unquote said Nancy Pelosi of congressional Republicans who assigned Marjorie Taylor Greene to the House Education Committee. Greene, who has expressed support for QAnon, is the representative for what state's 14th congressional district? Man. Uh, yeah, you're good? All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Question number seven. The European Union Aviation Safety Agency just said a modified Boeing blank max is safe to fly again after the EU's ban on the aircraft following two plane crashes that killed 346 people, where blank is what three-digit number? I'm, I made a guess, but I don't okay. know if it's right. <laughs> Fair enough. And finally, question number eight. I thought I would write a question about the whole GameStop thing going on, but the stock market is too stupid to be understood by a smart guy like me. Anyway, who is the famous dumbass who exacerbated the situation by hilariously tweeting the word GameStonk, a man who I assume made his fortune by sucking the life out of poor people and converting that energy into epic cringe posts that he profits off of somehow? That's and I stuff. can explain a lot of the GameStop thing to you. And I and I wrote that question a couple of days ago, and I do understand it a little bit better now, but not enough to confidently write a trivia question about it. I actually thought you were going to be like, so Liz, I want you to write me a trivia question right now and then oh. see if I can get it. <laughs> because yeah. I, for those of you who are listening, I work for a financial SRO, so even though mm -hmm. I'm by no means an expert in this, when all this stuff was coming out, I did understand all of it. Um, people were I, like how is short selling even legal and i was like y'all short selling is like literally just the opposite of regular investing in stocks <laughs> i was once uh an editorial intern at uh standard and poor's yeah SP uh, baby at the same time when uh they downgraded the rating for the united states of america oh wow i didn't yeah. realize that's when you were i knew you were an intern there because i think that's funny mm -hmm. but um i mean not funny like ha -ha. no it's no it's funny <laughs> <laughs> but i don't think i totally knew that i remember when that happened too yep 
I remember when uh, the, a, uh, a plane uh, flew overhead with a, a banner um, <laughs> flying behind it. And I don't remember exactly what it said, but it said something like, thanks for the downgrade assholes or some, something <laughs> like that. Um, and And everybody thought that it was directed at Standard & Poor's. And then I heard that it was actually directed at at wall street um oh in yeah same basic area where you would fly that plane yeah it's not it's and not it, super specific when you're flying a plane no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um okay let's uh, go over answers uh okay. question one you said trans people correct mixed feelings <laughs> uh-huh uh question two you said not about trans people love trans right, people about Yes, about ser- the military. The military, yes. And who yes. Who I think and- I think my I think uh uh a friend of mine who is trans said uh I am team mixed bag. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh question number two about the twenty dollar bill, you said Oh, Harriet Tubman. Correct. Also, mixed bag, because Harriet Tubman was very anti capitalist, would have felt very weird about being on the money from what I've read. That's interesting. Like, out of all people, it's like they pick somebody that, like, sort of historically <laughs> would have mm-hmm. been like, what? No, we don't. <laughs> this is not what I want. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, question number three about uh, Twitter suspending someone. He's the CEO of what? My pillow. Correct. The tweet that I saw that made me laugh out loud was somebody just tweeted, mine pillow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen people call him Mike Pillow, which is funny because his name is Mike. Um, question number four uh, was about the uh, Super Bowl advertising. Budweiser? Correct. You know who loved Clydesdales? Who's you that? You won't know this, but both of my grandmothers, which I only bring that up because my two grandmothers were very different women. Oh. Hmm. My, my mother's mother was had a master's degree in education was a librarian had the dewey decimal system uh, memorized had a double mastectomy and wore men's clothes for the last part of her life uh my grandma jane was a perfect 50s housewife wore pearls when she vacuumed only had an high only had a high school degree and thought my grandma uh my mom's grandma my mom's mom was a hick because she lived in a wood, wood cabin. <laughs> but they both really loved Clydesdales. And I think that that's just uh, so funny that there's this like one point of intersection yeah. between them. Yes. If yes, if only, you know, those of us with with all of our differences could just find our our Clydesdales. Our animal. Yes. Our <laughs> common ground. Yeah. Um, question number five was about uh, someone running for governor of Arkansas. Sarah Huckabee. Uh, uh, yeah. I didn't hear her third name. Oh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Yes, that's right. But I feel like she was running under only Sarah Huckabee. I guess for branding reasons, that would make sense. Um, maybe there's something about her personal life. I don't know. Can I tell you a I funny mean, I, thing there are about... Cert- there are certainly t- loads of things about her personal <laughs> life. I don't, maybe there's something specific that would explain <laughs> that if it's true. So have you ever seen I Heart Huckabee's? No, I haven't. You know it's a movie, though. I am aware of that movie title, yes. 
So I, I saw it once and I don't really remember it, but it's such a specific name that when these other Huckabees started showing up, I sort mm-hmm. of thought they were related to one another. <laughs> and this is consistently confusing to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. So anytime I see Sarah Huckabee, I'm like, Sarah Hart Huckabees. <laughs> Very good. Uh, question number six was about Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is a representative from what state? Georgia. Correct. On my mind. You are six for six. I I might get the next one wrong, but that's okay. Blake will oh. be mad at me. Well, Sorry. M- I apologize in advance, my brother. Blake has been, yep. <laughs> mad if, at me before. <laughs> if, if, if Blake is mad at you, that is okay. And, <laughs> and, and I think we all learned that lesson in time. Um, question number seven was about the uh, Boeing uh, aircraft, which is a what, Max? A 747? Oh, okay. 757? Uh, you went in the wrong direction. 737. It, yes. So okay. I, yeah, I, I knew I, I knew it was a 7 and a 7, but I didn't know which one. Okay, yeah. that's fine. 747, historically the more famous plane number. Exactly. This is a 737. Um, and finally, uh, who's, who's the dumbass? <laughs> oh, the, just one of the most evil people, Elon Musk. Correct. So you, so I'm happy to say... Uh, that you went seven for eight in that round, which I believe is better than you did in any round in the previous quiz. <laughs> I think I maxed out at six. The I last believe time. so. Yes. So, um, whether that says something about my quiz writing or your news intake, or I think I really some... just I I did I knew all of these because I was reading the news, not because. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you like wrote them in such a way that i was able to figure it out does that yeah. make sense yeah that makes sense um there 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 are plenty of things that uh are really interesting that happen that are that are really hard to write a, a trivia question mm-hmm. about i read a news story about some gorillas at the san diego zoo who underwent uh treatment for coronavirus uh, <laughs> recently Um, two gorillas at the san diego zoo recently went under treatment for this popular (laughs) virus yeah yeah um no i was i was very excited to write a question that was like what but but what animal is winston and his friends but there i i couldn't make it work so anyway moving on to round number two okay round number two i need this i know you know what this is you recognize this. Oh, I've yes, used it's it your before. Bluetooth speaker. Round two is an audio round. So uh, round two, which uh, historically I have always found to be the most difficult round mm-hmm. for, for me personally. Uh, whenever I do a real Geeks Who Drink, that was the sound of the Bluetooth speaker connecting <laughs> to my phone. This is, the, this is the music round. This is the round mm-hmm. where I play a song and you name the song. And, and in real Geeks Who Drink trivia... Um, this would be double points because you would get one point for the song title and one point for the artist. Uh-huh. Um, last time around, I said, um, I just want to know the song title and that's what you'll get a point for. Um, it wound up being really challenging and I wound <laughs> up changing the rule on the fly uh-huh. saying that if you got the artist or the song title, yes, you, you got a point. And that may happen again. We'll okay. see. We'll see. But but as before, I'm mainly just interested in the name of the song. Okay. And the theme is the the name of this round is Notorious Needle Drops. 
Uh, we've talked a lot about needle drops uh, yes. on the show before, from the good ones in, say, Guardians of the Galaxy to the bad ones in, say, The Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. Um, tried to find uh, what people had written about the worst uh, needle drops in the history of uh, film and television. Um, and I compiled a uh, list of eight. So these okay. are all songs that have been used as needle drops in film or television. And it's subjective whether it was done well or badly. But uh, suffice to say, uh, eyes were rolled uh, Mm -hmm. enough that somebody wrote about it on the internet. So uh, we'll hear just a little clip from each song, around 30 seconds, just enough so that uh, if I time it right, you will never hear the title that Mm -hmm. I am asking you for. Um, Here is uh, number one. Here is song number two. Song number three. Don't give it away. We got people playing along at home. Well, you can cut it out. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Uh, That was about 25 seconds of that song. I just uh, had to prove that I actually knew one. (laughs) Very good. Let's see if you know this next one. It's number four. Come gather around people wherever you roam. And admit that the waters around you have grown. Except it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone. If your time to you is worth saving, then you better start swimming or you'll sink like it. Number five. Now I've heard there was a secret chord that David played. And it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you? 
died singing that song liz was making faces all throughout that rendition almost as if she was familiar only with a cover version of that song perhaps oh, uh and not got the, it and not the original um okay <laughs> here is number six Can I just say I got that one and I'm very proud of myself because I wouldn't have gotten that one like three years ago. Yeah. And you seem to be proud of yourself because you seem to get it before the chorus started. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's number seven. I apologize if this one is a little quiet. Okay. Shout out to um, Kenny's freshman roommate, Ingo, for being this band's biggest fan and the, also the only reason I know this song. Though I know this is the very most popular song by this band. Probably really. their biggest fan in whatever year it was. <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, number eight. Since you go. I just want to say I did way better than I thought I was going to based on the first two songs. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is song number one? I have never heard that song before in my life, and I have no idea. I didn't recognize any of it, even as if a memory, even as the the dream of a memory. That's, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> um, this, uh, uh, I wonder if you would, feel any differently if you heard the chorus um mm -hmm. uh the song is uh angel of the morning by juice newton no and what nope. what, what you were about to hear before i cut off juice newton juice newton what you were about to hear was uh just call me angel of the morning it, no okay fair enough <laughs> um used uh, uh, a very fun use of that song uh, in the film uh, Deadpool. Mm. Um, what was song number two? I don't know, but was it the Rolling Stones? Yes, yes. It okay, was. I don't know what song it was though. Okay. Um, do Do you have any sort no. of a guess you, you can pull out? No. You don't want to just name one. 
Rolling Stone song and bless take... you for thinking I know one <laughs> Rolling Stone song to name. Okay, so you can rec- okay, that's and that's that's understandable. It's just in, it's just interesting. So you can recognize the Rolling Stones, but you can't name one of their songs. Just an observation. Gathers no moss. Just an observation. Um, okay, so so depending on how the rest of this round goes, I may or may not give you a point for that. Fine. No, knowing the artist, the song is called "Sympathy for the Devil." Okay. I believe you. And in a movie like, say, Suicide Squad, you might mm-hmm. you might introduce a character who is going to be bad and play sympathy <laughs> for the devil, and it's a little on the nose. Um, what was song number three? No Doubt by uh, Just a Girl by No Doubt. Yes. Uh, so point for knowing Just a Girl. Gwen. Uh, what was song number four? Um, Bob Dylan. I don't know what song. Okay. Uh, no guess. I I'm going to tell you a very short story here. You're okay. like you're not rolling your eyes, but you could, and that would be fine. When I was a fre- uh, sophomore, I uh, went to uh, my friend Aaron Abel's dorm room, and he said to me, "I saw Bob Dylan in concert this summer." And I said, "Oh, that's interesting. Can I get on your computer really quick?" And I got on his computer and Googled Bob Dylan. <laughs> I thought Bob Dylan was dead. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean that's justifiable. He is in <laughs> fact still alive today. Yes, what you know, <laughs> ten years later or something like that, ten or twelve. Um, but uh, but he yeah, has a very but, specific voice. But I know very few songs by him. He's been around for a long time. Um, so uh, uh, the this the name of the song is "The Times They Are a Changin'." Ah, okay. I will say one of my favorite gags is anytime somebody just says things as if they're Bob Dylan. I used to do that a lot. I'm sure you <laughs> heard me do it in college. Mm-hmm. What was song number five? Uh, Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. By uh, apparently Tom Waits. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's not Tom Waits, but no, who is it? Well, you're it, that that's that's uh, I would have made the same mistake myself just a few years ago. Um, but uh, it is someone who, unlike Bob Dylan, uh, has died by now. Uh, it is Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen, that's right. Mm-hmm. I knew I actually knew that, and I just confused those names. Yeah. The version, you're correct. The version mm-hmm. that I like is the Rufus Wainwright version. Oh, okay. I, the, I was thinking of the um, Jeff Buckley version, which I feel like is the most famous. The Rufus, I think it's the Rufus Wain, Wainwright version is the best version. I, I, is the one that I'm thinking of is the best version. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm not familiar with that, but I don't doubt it. I just, I was introduced to Hallelujah as a, a Jeff Buckley song, not yeah, and, and then later learned that it was a cover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you knew it was Hallelujah. So that's a point. Um, what is what was number six? Fleetwood Mac Chain. Yes, the Chain by Fleetwood Mac. The Chain. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's fine. Uh, what was number seven? White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane. That's right. And finally, what was number eight? Did you get number eight? Uh, Every breath you take. Hmm. Um. By. Phil Collins? By the police. The police. Is Phil yeah. Collins in the police? Sting is in the police. Damn. Yeah. My mom calls that the stalker song. Yeah. And and in fact, Sting <laughs> has pretty much said that himself. Um, and uh, the, the reason I included that was because I was reading an article, which I guess I, I have to link to in the show notes now, 
um, about like the art of the do's and don'ts of needle drops. And, Mm -hmm. And one of the don'ts was like, don't take a song that's been like misappropriated, you know, millions of times for years and, and then use it in the same way that everybody else does, you know, not <laughs> recognizing what it's actually about. Yeah. And the example was they use Every Breath You Take by the police at the end of uh, season two of Stranger Things. Uh. And it's like the song at the dance and it's very romantic. But as you mm-hmm. said, it's like the stalker song. And whoever wrote this uh, article was was not giving a shred of the benefit of the doubt to the makers of Stranger Things who <laughs> might have known that, you know, the, well, the song was diegetic, so, like, mm-hmm. they would have played it at the dance. Yeah. Um, and also, it's a, it's a, it's a horror show. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's kind of on theme and on brand for them. Yeah. But uh, I guess that's not how the scene reads. Um, so uh, that's five. I'll that's, take it. That's five. I'm and I'm gonna give you five. And I feel good that I was able to even the ones I didn't get points for. I was able to recognize. Yeah. Except w- the, and I feel fine that I didn't get that first one. Yeah, and it's it's very funny that I put it first. I I was, <laughs> I was not thinking. Oh, I'll, I'll really stumper right off the bat with number one. <laughs> I um, did just check my iTunes, by the way, mm-hmm. just not not because there is a definitive version of Hallelujah, Hallelujah, but the version that I think of when I think of Hallelujah is the Rufus Wainwright version. Fair enough. Okay, so from music, we go to, and I bet you would not expect me to say this, uh, we go to sports. No. Round number three. <laughs> Uh, I am calling uh, Amateur League. Ooh. And the, uh, the, the twist that I've put on this to, to uh, give you a fighting chance, perhaps, mm-hmm. we'll see, mm-hmm. is these are all sports questions that uh, I came up with already knowing the answer to them myself <laughs> without having to Google it or do any research. Okay. Um, and so uh, that's that's the level of knowledge that we're working with okay so um i've done a sport per per question and so uh question number one is the baseball question okay chew on this question what is the name of the ballpark where the chicago clubs uh, did i say clubs Uh (laughs) uh-oh i'm gonna have another sip of stout right now excuse me hank aaron he died okay that's information I know about baseball. Fair enough. Uh, not how the game works, unfortunately. But. Okay, uh, starting from the top. Mm-hmm. Chew on this question. What is the name of the ballpark where the Chicago Cubs play home games? Question number two is about football. Mm-hmm. New York State is home to three NFL teams. Where I'm from, we have the New York Giants and the New York Jets. Elsewhere in the state, what is the alliterative name of the third team beloved by Joe Para? I got it. Okay. Number three is about basketball. Speaking of alliteration, or is it assonance? In NCAA March Madness, what is the nickname of the round that comes between the Sweet 16 and the Final Four? Sweet 16... 
and blank the one I'm looking I'm, for. And then I'm the final guessing. four. Okay. <laughs> Question number four is about golf. A little birdie told me that finishing a hole one stroke under par is called a birdie, but a but a larger birdie will tell you that finishing a hole two strokes under par is called what? Thank you, grandfather. Oh, that's nice. Uh, a lot of grandparent uh, connections. This is like some he- dog. This is like some dog millionaire. <laughs> this is where we're finding out the life story behind your all your correct answers. Except, except for the current events, it was just like me just traumatically reliving the past. <laughs> yeah, month. It's, it's yes, that's well. That's kind of how some. Do- well, actually, no, it's not. Never mind. Um, it's reverse. <laughs> it's the reverse of Slumdog Millionaire because in in Slumdog Millionaire we we get his life story basically in chronological order. Yeah, and we're getting yours in reverse chronological order, where the start of the quiz is just a flashback to you doom scrolling like two days earlier. <laughs> My my a small note about my grandfather. So he died in two thousand seven. He died in October, right after I started college. Yeah. And um, this was when large flat screen TVs were sort of just getting to where you could buy them pretty reasonably priced. Yeah. Um, that were like this is when high definition was also sort of just coming out. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad, being a dude who likes toys, had gotten a really big TV, so my grandfather could watch golf. Mm. And my grandfather would sit in his chair and watch golf and he loved Tiger Woods and he like, even though his eyes were pretty bad at this point, Mm -hmm. he could see, he was like, Elizabeth, do you know, can you see all of that grass? I can like see the blades. And I was (laughs) like, yeah, grandfather. And he was like, it's incredible. It's incredible what they've done. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. He was, he was right. Uh, question number five is about hockey. Mm-hmm. Excelsior, true believer. What is the name of the championship trophy awarded annually to the NHL playoff winner? Question number six is about soccer. Mm-hmm. A referee uses two distinct cards for calling penalties, a red card for more severe fouls, and what for the less severe ones? Also the name of an Audis rock band. I hear I hear there's a place off Ocean Avenue. Question number seven is about tennis. Mm-hmm. In a game of tennis where the server has scored one point and the receiver zero, the announced score would be blank blank, a pairing that also lurks in back-to-back track titles on Taylor Swift's 2008 album Fearless. <laughs> um... Okay. And finally, question number eight is about bowling. Oh. Ben Franklin would be proud of you if you rolled three strikes in a row. Oh. An achievement known by what foul name? (laughs) Well, you did a great job with this. F-O-W-L. You know, Kenny was president of his high school's bowling team. I did not know that. That's not actually true, but I always say that because it makes him mad. He was like the board member of the like, he was like the youth board member of the local bowling league. Mm-hmm. But that's like so hard to say. So I just say he was president of his high school's bowling team. By that standard, you could say that I was president of my high school's, my high school's uh, billiards club. <laughs> Uh, but Are you I was the youth board member of the uh, local billiards league. No, I, I, I just had, I just was in the billiards club. I was never president. 
His high school did not have a bowling team. Mm. But he went to board meetings as like a 16-year-old. That's great. <laughs> I went to all sorts of meetings when I was 16. Really? It was a weird time. <laughs> <laughs> I was in like, you know, different like choir and, you know. You were in choir? Maybe not at 16, but I mean. I don't think I ever knew that you were in choir. Yeah, well, in, in prior to high school, I was in they like. They were like, we need a bass. <laughs> You would think so, yeah. But I mean, you know, I was still developing. I I, I was in you know child you know elementary school, mm. um, child's choir, and then and then for a little while, my my father and I were in the same adult choir, but I was barely an adult, um, and and I personally feel that I should not have been there. Um, uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> Question number one was about baseball. So I don't know the answer to this one. Okay. I said Cubs field. <laughs> no. Um, the the reason I said chew on this question is... Gum we, field? Wrigley Field. They play at Wrigley Field. Big chew. Uh, question number two was the, the football question. And you wrote... Buffalo Bills. Correct. Question number three was the basketball question. And Elite you, eight? Yes, that's right. Okay. Very good. Uh, question number four was the golf question. An eagle. That's right. That's the bigger birdie. Uh, five was the hockey question. Stanley Cup. Correct. As in, That I know because of all of my friends that live in Pittsburgh. <laughs> that's why I said Excelsior, true believer, which is <laughs> those, those are things that Stan Lee would say. Mm. Uh, six was the soccer question. Yellow card. Correct. Uh, the seven was the tennis question. One love? No. Fifteen love. Fifteen love. Track two. I knew the love thing, but I, I knew that I couldn't figure out. Yes. Track two on that Taylor Swift album is 15, and track three is called Love Story. Ah. Uh, Fifteen followed by love. There's... um. There were these shirts that the tennis team had that I'm sure like every tennis team had at my high school that said um, like CD East tennis. And then on the back, it said like in tennis, love means nothing. Yes. It's classic, <laughs> classic street joke. Why don't tennis players get married? Because love means nothing to them. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, uh, three consecutive strikes in bowling is called it's, what? It's a turkey. Yes. And that sent me down a whole um, pathway to uh, finding out. So it turns out if you Google Ben Franklin turkey, mm -hmm. the whole first page of results is just variations on, did Benjamin Franklin really want turkey to be <laughs> the national bird? He didn't really want... Technically, this is what he said, um, but he he wrote he wrote very favorably about turkeys. So mm -hmm. um, it, the the connection is still is still there. Relevant. Okay, okay. Moving on to round four. When I wrote the first quiz, mm -hmm. I made a conscious choice. I was not going to ask you any questions related to the Academy Awards because <laughs> uh -huh. that would be too obvious. Second time around, I have shown no such restraint. <laughs> uh, round four is called, and 
And the Oscar goes to. And this is a round on 21st century films that won exactly one Academy Award. Mm -hmm. So for this round, I have given you an answer bank. Um, This is like, remember when you would take a test, like you would get a word bank? Yes. And there would always be more in there than you actually needed. And so some Mm -hmm. of them were, were red herrings. Mm-hmm. Can so, I side note about red herrings? Please. Red herring. A fish. A fish. Mm-hmm. Red herring. A piece of information meant to be misleading in a plot. A misdirection. Red herring. A prospectus for a new stock. We're le- we're learning a lot about stocks. I have known this for a while, but every time it comes up, I am like, how did this happen? And I think it has something to do with the fact that these prospectuses were originally printed in red ink, which is also Mm. just like so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Written with with herringbone quills or or something like that. (laughs) But anyway, yeah. So occasionally I'll have to edit something at work and red herring shows up. And I think, you know, earlier in my life, this would have met as a multiple choice question, something very different. Right. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of multiple choice, I'm going to give you 10 answers and you are okay. going to use eight of them. Yes. Uh, and I, I see you're prepared to write them down. Yes. So the answers are best picture, lead actor, lead actress, supporting actor, supporting actress, director, original screenplay, adapted screenplay, costumes and finally makeup and hairstyling okay so uh in case it's not totally obvious by now uh i am going to name a movie Mm -hmm. and you just have to connect it to the one and only category in which it won the academy award okay question number one 2019's little women Question number two, 2009's Inglorious Bastards. Question number three, 2004's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Ugh. Question number four, 2010's Black Swan. I watched a really slowed down version of the club scene from that movie, by the way. Yeah. I'll have to put this in the show notes and send it to you. Have you watched this ever? No, I haven't. It's every, every like frame. Mm -hmm. It'll be like frame that's normal frame that's got something terrifying in it uh-huh. like you could never see all of the things yeah and it's it's even more ter- it's like even more terrifying to me knowing that i watched that multiple times and had no idea what was going on right yeah um that's 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 sort of a, a this is oh it's very broy of me to make this comparison when we started by talking about black swan but it, it's like <laughs> a fight club sort of thing right that, that yes yeah you you don't know what you're not seeing Yes. Um, uh, question number five is 2018's 
black clansmen. Not, not black swan, but black clansmen. Question number six is 2005's Capote. Mm. Capote. Uh, question number seven is 2017's I, Tanya. I, Tanya. I loved that movie. Did you watch that? We did watch that. I loved it. Yeah, it's a pretty Not good... like in a, I mm-hmm. want to watch it all the time, but I like right. watched it and I loved it and I felt things. And if somebody yeah. wanted to watch it again, I'd be mm-hmm. like, cool. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't go as far as to say the things you're saying, but I but I enjoyed it to a, yeah. to a lesser extent. Uh, and finally, uh, number eight is 2016's Suicide Squad. Mm. I know I got one of these wrong. Suicide Squad got a fucking Grammy? Oscar. Oscar? Whatever. Fuck. <laughs> you know I'm not asking about the Grammys, right? Yes, I do. I, I just said the wrong word. Yeah, that's fine. I get I get this confused, and, I, and I, I know that I should just have it in my head, but nobody ever explicitly explained to me that the Academy Awards and the Oscars were the same. Yes. And then when you had the Globe, Golden Globes... Mm-hmm. as like some other thing it took me a while to figure out that there were only two things even though there were three names right and finally i googled it but when i mean finally i mean like in the past five years mm-hmm. this is wrong but i'm just putting something down because i don't know how to rearrange okay liz has taken a few minutes to put her answers together and if you are playing along at home and you need a few minutes pause the episode take all the time you need then come back <laughs> Um, here are uh, the uh, the answers. Um, Liz, I know you know this first one. Uh, no, no angel of the morning. This I I, I uh, gave you a softball for the first one on purpose. What did Little Women win for? Okay, so I I know it's a softball, but I couldn't actually remember which of these two it was. Oh yeah, I guess yes. That's that's fair. Your 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 joke, which which we are both remembering from that night at the Oscars on Twitter could apply to, to two categories. Yes. On this and that's list. why I'm like, I put makeup and hair. Oh, shoot. It was costume. Yeah. It was costume. Okay. That's fine. I thought, I thought you had, cause you wrote such a perfect tweet. What did I write? Do you remember? Well, you, you wrote, you wrote, little I know Wo- you, you wrote little women can have little uh, Oscar for, for costumes <laughs> and, and I remember you making some remark. I can't remember if it was just to me personally or if it was publicly on Twitter. The remark about like costumes, like what you know, the, the you know, the, it won for the women's work, you know, category. Yeah, which is why you were saying it, it could be makeup. I, yeah, I just could not remember. I knew it was one, and I just had to shoot my shot. And you'll see why. You'll see why I went with costume later. For later, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was costumes. Um, number two was uh, Inglorious Bastards. Did you get this one? I said original screenplay. No. Damn, what was it? Supporting actor for uh, Christoph Waltz. Oh. As the funny Nazi. This is not looking well. Uh, or, or good even. <laughs> uh, number three was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I know you didn't. Director. Get- uh no no it, what the fuck uh, it was it was original screenplay which is what, what, what you said on the on the last one um but it's it's because it's it's Michelle right it's Michelle Gondry 
Uh, yeah, isn't it? I always, yeah. I always get it confused with. Uh, I always know in my head it's either him or Spike Jones. I sort of. I it's so- Michelle. It's Michelle Gondry because then he did Science of Sleep. Yeah, and it was like a weird, like weirder version of this somehow. I, I get them confused. My uh, my tweet was: Little women can have a little Oscar for costume design as a treat. Yes, that's right. Very good. <laughs> um, uh, incidentally, uh, Michelle Gondry was not nominated even for for director for that movie. If I remember my research correctly, the only other thing that it could have won was supporting actress for Kate Winslet. She was nominated in, in that category for Eternal Sunshine. And she was. I mean, that movie really just destroyed me when I saw it when I was sixteen. It's one of the best. Uh, I think it still holds up. But she did not win. Screenplay won. Um, number four was Black Swan. And I put costume for this. That okay, so I can follow why you would have written that. But but yeah. it is. But but once again, it's not the first time on this podcast that I have uh, overestimated your your attachment to Natalie Portman because the answer is lead actress. Not oh. this Natalie Portman won. For, for this. Of course, the first time was, was when we were doing our MCU character draft. And I yes. I thought for sure the first name out of your mouth was going to be Natalie Portman. I don't love her in those movies, though, is the problem. Well, I they they have a chance to turn that around. Taika yes. Waititi does. Number five was Black Klansman. I said supporting actor. No. Who would that be in your mind? I didn't see that movie. Okay. But there were a lot of men. So was it just process of elimination? Okay. So because because it was a largely male cast, you thought, well, yes. there were a lot of supporting actors. Yeah. Maybe one of them won. Yes. Um, no, you're, uh, that makes sense. If it would have been anyone, I, I think it would have been um, uh, William Hoffacker lookalike Adam Driver. I think he was nominated. But no, the answer is adapted. <laughs> and and One Day Wolf in the Ashley Sugarnutch and the Wolf adaptation. The answer is actually adapted screenplay. Oh no! It's based on a book. Based based no, on no no. That's what Capote should have won. Okay, so so because Capote was based off of um that book. Are you thinking of In Cold Blood, or is there a or, or is there a book about Capote that I don't know? In that, Cold Blood. Okay. Because isn't that about him writing In Cold Blood? Uh yeah maybe. Um, the actor who played him though won an Oscar. The Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, the the act. The Fucking answer for hell. for Capote is is lead actor. God damn it! That's the answer there. Because you know, I read In Cold Blood only because of this, and by that I do not mean I read it like because I wanted to. Like it was assigned to me. Mm-hmm. Because of this movie, and I was like, "Cool." I sorry, I thought that was going somewhere that it didn't go, which is <laughs> just mean that that's why that's why I had it in my head. Oh, okay. Because like my main connection here to this right. is that it was from this book, and then they mm-hmm. took this incredible book and made a movie out of it that was also really well loved. Yeah. No, yeah, no. It was lead actor. It was it was the uh, it was the Capote performance um, that was uh, deemed Oscar worthy. Um, but hey, you loved the movie I Tanya, and that's next on this list. Yeah, I said supporting actress for this one. You got one because right because of um, 
the mom. Alice and Janney, yes. Alice and Janney, who I love. That's right. She won an Thank Oscar for that God. performance. Well done. Um, and I and that was one that was actually the first one I put down. So and I, I there's that. I know I know uh, that was your one and only uh, correct answer because you couldn't have gotten the next one correct, and the next one is the last one. And and I know that you were you were struggling to to assign a category to this, and so you just sort of picked from whatever was left. And I yeah, because this I'm is sure what you, I had left. I'm sure you didn't. I had best picture, best picture, didn't win best the, actor, and best actress. Yeah, surprisingly, it's none of those. <laughs> Which one did you actually write though? I just wrote lead actor. <laughs> Um, I would I would love to know who that is. It's Will Smith. It, it, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's. I also it's, didn't see Suicide Squad. I mean, maybe maybe it's Best Squad. Maybe. Yeah, Best Squad. No, of of course the answer is that Suicide Squad won the Oscar for makeup and hairstyling. Oh. To, to, huh. Because it gave us uh, such a good Joker. The tattoo joker. I don't like him. <laughs> well, Oscar did. I like Harley Quinn. Oscar liked Harley Quinn too. Oscar liked Deadshot. Oscar liked the way that Captain Boomerang uh, had his makeup and hairstyling done. That's not a real. The way that Diablo and. That man. No, there's not a Captain Boomerang. There is. That You're making that up. Captain Boomerang. He was in Suicide Squad. Look it up. I think he's in the next one too. Hmm. Well, he has to come back. Well, some of them died, but but I don't think Captain Boomerang did. But did you get my joke? Oh, oh, that's very good. Yes, he does. He he will in fact come back because he is Captain Boomerang. Oh Lord! Well, that was hell. Um, yeah. So sorry about that. No, um, it's fine. But it's fine. I I flubbed it from the beginning. But I will say, I I for most of these, I did have good reason. This is feeling uh, very familiar because I I believe I at this point in the last quiz, I believe I said, well, you just had your worst round, but we're halfway through. And so it's mm-hmm. only fitting that this should be sort of the low point. And now we have yeah. the second. The this back is the half mid-season finale. To, to, we have the back <laughs> half to build you back up. I'm No spoilers, but have you watched the new episode of WandaVision? Yes, we did. Okay, so I I won't spoil anything, but I said to Kenny, this is sort of the mid-season finale, right? Because it's like right in the middle. So we're probably going to have to find out things and then instead of just wondering what they are, we now have to deal with them for the second half. And I was right and I felt very smart about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Um, uh, yes, you, you, you can see through, you can see the, the lines of code in the matrix that are making up these formulas. Um. So apply that to round five. Uh, round five is called Muppet or Lose It. Uh, we've been having uh, a lot of fun talking about Muppets recently, uh, mm-hmm. not just you and I, but the world at large. Um, speaking of things on Disney Plus, like you just were, the Muppet Show uh, is up there now. That's recent news. Um, and uh, people have taken to Twitter doing their fan castings and what would you remake and and you did that for The Great Gatsby, and we talked about it on Twitch. So what I've done uh, is I have cast the Muppets uh, in name only uh, in the following eight questions, uh, which have uh, nothing to do with the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Question number one, 
Pure gonzo journalism is how Boston Globe magazine editor Bill Cardoso in 1970 described the sports article, The Kentucky Derby is Decadent and Depraved, which was written by what forefather of the gonzo style? Who is the forefather of gonzo journalism? What writer? Will? Yes. What the fuck is gonzo journalism? You could just write down any name. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it later. The, the, the reason we don't do, you know, back and forth, like you give me the answer right away is because it gives people the chance at home to play along. We wait until the round is over to, yeah, do, uh-huh. the, to do the answers. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Question number two. By the end of the story... You might miss Piggy if you read what 1954 novel by William Golding. This one I think I know. Question number three. The New York Times' original Waldorf salad recipe (laughs) includes only the following ingredients. Two cups lettuce, one medium ripe apple, one chopped celery stalk, salt and pepper, and a quarter cup of what? The original Waldorf salad recipe. Uh, question number four. In biological classification, Animalia is an example of the taxonomic rank kingdom. While two rungs down on that hierarchy, <laughs> Mammalia is an example of what rank? Oh, God. I used to have a mnemonic for this. If Animalia is a kingdom, then two down, Mammalia is what? I know this is wrong. I wish I remembered my mnemonic. Question number five. Feels Good Man is a 2020 documentary film starring Matt Fury, creator of the comic boys club and its character pepe which became an internet meme appropriated by white supremacists <laughs> this pepe is an anthropomorphic what uh, pepe the blank i don't think i've seen this before will <laughs> I, I, we don't get a lot of people who listen to this but if even five people listen to this i'm sure one at least one person is going to be shocked (laughs) (laughs) but that's that's just my biased perspective someone Uh who spends a lot of time online yeah question number six the great dark spot and the scooter are nasa's nicknames for two storms visible in voyager 2's photographs of what planet in our solar system okay question number seven On The Crown, Camilla is played by Emerald Fennell, who, behind the camera, wrote and directed the 2020 rape-revenge thriller starring Carrie Mulligan called what? Emerald Fennell, who plays Camilla. I have been seeing this name all over the place. On The Crown. Wrote and directed a movie that that just came out uh, in the last month. Carmen Maria Machado wrote a piece about it in The New Yorker that I wanted to read. And, and, and I that, just can't 
That pull movie this is out of the fishbowl. And while you think about that, this will give you something else to think about, perhaps less strenuously. Uh-huh. Question number eight. You don't have to be a Swedish chef to make meatballs at home using the <laughs> recipe revealed on Twitter by what furniture retailer in April 2020? Okay. We're, it's, oh my God. I'm going to scream when I hear number seven. Okay. Do you want to do answers now? Yeah. Okay. Question number one. There's a writer. He wrote in a style that became known as gonzo journalism. His, uh, he wrote a piece in 1970 called The Kentucky Derby is Decadent and Depraved. Uh, what is the name of this writer? Truman Capote. <laughs> no. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Why is it called gonzo journalism? Because this guy from the Boston Globe, Bill Cardoso, who I read you the thing about, called it pure gonzo journalism. And then they like co-opted that. But what, why, he, what does gonzo he, he, mean? <laughs> it means gonzo. It it means bonkers. It means... It means bonkers? <laughs> It means it means Hunter S. Thompson, you know, got high all the time, drunk, etc. Wrote, you know, quote unquote journalism, but like the opposite of like the objectivity that journalism is supposed to have. You, you know, he did literary journalism, this- but he did his. <laughs> He did his, you know, gonzo style. This is, I believe everything you're saying, and I'm just going to Google this later. But my real trip up is that gonzo is a word that has any meaning outside of. You know what gone means. Yes. You know what the word gone means. And you know what the word bozo means. Okay, see, this is the etymology I needed. Okay, I don't know <laughs> if that's literally the etymology. I, In fact, I doubt it. <laughs> but... If you if you were to put those familiar words together, you would get gonzo and you would basically have the meaning of the word as I understand it. Sure. Okay, let's move on. It's, he, Hunter S. Thompson was a bozo who was gone in the in in the sense that he was, you know, not there, not totally there. He definitely wanted to fuck chickens. That has that Camilla is later in the quiz. <laughs> Um, number two, the novel by William Golding with Piggy is called Animal Farm. Oh no, no, no! What no. is it? Uh, Lord of the Flies. Damn it! I always get those two confused. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I mean, I understand plot wise that they're very different, but in terms of like, yeah. um, no, pig- they like are the same. They were like literally next to each other on a shelf in my mm-hmm. teacher's room, and they're like sort of the same length. Yeah, I think that's a common phenomenon. But no, and I haven't read Lord of the Flies, and I have read Animal Farm. Piggy, Piggy was a little boy. Uh, oh, who, but there are pigs in Animal Farm. Yeah, no, Piggy, Piggy was a human child, <laughs> human, uh, a human man <laughs> who was uh, who who was murdered. Okay, um, that's why Poor you might kid. that's why you might miss Piggy by the end. Mm-hmm. Number three was about the original Waldorf salad recipe. Mm-hmm. What was the missing ingredient? A quarter is it walnuts? Quarter cup of uh, you said walnuts. Is it walnuts? Uh, no, you would you would be justified for thinking that. 
Okay. Um, but apparently the walnuts came later. And this, okay, this so is, I'm not wrong that walnuts are in the if salad. If you ordered a Waldorf salad yeah. today, there would almost certainly be walnuts in it. But this is the original recipe. Um, and the answer is mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Yes. A uh, Kenny Lake's favorite. Uh, just mayonnaise in general or the salad? Kenny yeah. hates mayonnaise. He wrote oh. me an essay for my comp class uh. about how he hates mayonnaise, specifically egg salad, which he described as incestuous. Mm, yeah, I follow that. I mean, <laughs> fair enough. Um, okay, so number four. Uh, the an- Animalia is a kingdom and mammalia is... Species? No. Uh, class. We were class. We were looking for class. Okay. Number five was about uh, the meme Pepe, which is a... This is not right, but I wrote pig. Oh, no. You know, Pepe pig. Pep... Yeah, yeah, no, that's a, that's a different thing. Peppa, Peppa pig. Peppa pig is a children's character who, as far as I know, at the time of this recording, has not been co-opted by, by white supremacists. Um, Do you know how many times I've gotten yelled at by both my husband and my child for saying pepper pig? That's, that sounds like a very easy mistake. I'll be like, Elliot, is that pepper pig? And he's like, no, this is George. Because he has a little stuffed animal that's mm. got the little dinosaur, so it's George. And then Kenny goes, Peppa, Peppa. I'm like, yeah, pepper pig. He's like, Peppa. Peppa pig. <laughs> frog is the answer. Um, pe- Pepe is a frog. Are you looking up? Pepe Frog? Yes. Okay. Like, I've seen this, like, face, but... Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I love frogs. Mm-hmm. They're my second favorite animal. Mm-hmm. And this frog, I don't love. So I imagine that I saw it and was like, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and did not investigate further. Couldn't couldn't be a frog <laughs> if I don't like it. Um, so question number six was about a certain planet in our solar system. Jupiter? No. Neptune. Neptune is right. Yeah. Damn it. So it was your second guess. Um, and then number seven. Do you want to take a stab at the, the name of this it's, movie? It's called like, does it have the word little in it? No. Um, does it have the word miss in it? No. <sighs> you're you're really dancing around the edge of it though. Like you're you're really close. It's called it's like it's like I I don't know. I know what it is, but I don't I don't I can't remember. Yeah. No, that's fine. The the film is called Promising Young Woman. Promising Young Woman. I had like little miss yeah. surprise. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not little, it's young. It's not miss, it's woman. It's yeah. It's <sighs> promising young woman. But Liz, question. Ikea. It's Ikea. Yes, that's right. Ikea is the furniture retail retailer. That, I'm with sitting a, with in an a, Ikea chair. The computer is an, on an Ikea table. This is an Ikea Kallax shelf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, so right to where the low point <laughs> just sort of continues outwards. Because that was one again mm-hmm. after the previous one was one out of eight. Um, no, no way to go, but up. And I mean, zero is lower than one, but. This is like my, uh, freshman year of, or my sophomore year of high school where our football team was zero and 10. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, that's... And I said, we'll never do this bad again unless we play 11 games. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, here here's some good news for you. Good news is the next round is a 50-50 round. Ooh. It's multiple choice and there's only two options. Okay. So for, for a long time now, it has felt uh, sometimes like we are living in uh, apocalyptic times. And, and perhaps that was the inspiration for this next round, which I am calling, we didn't start the end of the world as we know it, but we feel fine trying to fight it. <laughs> That's nice, Will. And the reason why is because uh, in this 50-50 round, uh, uh, just uh, eight times, mm-hmm. uh, I am going to give you a song lyric. Mm-hmm. And you just have to tell me, is it a song lyric from... R.E.M.'s song, It's the End of the World as We Know It, and I Feel (laughs) Fine, or a lyric from Billy Joel's song, We Didn't Start the Fire. Okay. Number one, and it's going to be hard to do this with a straight face and hard to do it in a way where I don't, you know, put any sort of rhythm to it that might give away the answer. Uh So I'm going to do my best to do it in a neutral tone. Question number Mm -hmm. one. Buddy Holly Ben Hur Space Monkey Mafia. Buddy okay. Holly Ben Hur Space Monkey Mafia. Question number two: Stark Weather Homicide Children of Thalidomide. Stark Weather Homicide Children of Thalidomide. Okay. Question number three: Uh oh, overflow population common group. Uh oh, overflow population common group. Okay. Number four, six o'clock TV hour, don't get caught in foreign tower. Six o'clock TV hour, don't get caught in foreign tower. Okay. Number five, rock and roller, cola wars, I can't take it anymore. Rock and roller, cola wars, I can't take it anymore. Okay. Number six, mountains sit in a line, Leonard Bernstein. Mountains sit in a line, Leonard Bernstein. Okay. Number seven, slash and burn return, listen to yourself churn. Slash and burn return, listen to yourself churn. Okay. And finally, number eight, Eisenhower vaccine, England's got a new queen. Eisenhower vaccine. England's got a new queen. Okay. All right. I don't know why I put the pen on my cap. I'm... <laughs> all right. Let's go over uh, all eight of these. Mm-hmm. First one, Betty, uh, Buddy Holly Ben-Hur, Space Monkey Mafia. <laughs> Betty White. <laughs> Betty White. Cloris Leachman. Aww. Rest Cecily. in peace. Um, no, is it Fire or uh, World? It's is... uh, Billy Joel. Correct. Uh, Starkweather Homicide, Children of Thalidomide. R.E.M.? No. That was, we didn't start the fire. Uh, Number three, uh uh-oh, overflow, population, common group. Billy Joel. That is R.E.M. Okay. Uh, Six o'clock, TV hour, don't get caught in foreign foreign tower. R.E.M. Yes, that is R.E.M. Correct. Uh, Number five, rock and roller, cola wars, I can't take it anymore. Billy Joel. We didn't start the fire. Right. 
Yeah. Um, mountain sit in a line, Leonard Bernstein. And Leonard, I, Bernstein. Leonard Bernstein. R.E.M. Yes. And I, yes, I am saying it the way they say it in the song. <laughs> um, uh, slash and burn, return, listen to yourself, churn. Billy Joel? R.E.M. Okay. And finally, Eisenhower vaccine, England's got a new queen. R.E.M. We didn't start the fire. Oh. Yeah, no, that's another Billy Joel. So you got half of those. So weirdly, I actually had these back and forth. And that mm-hmm. wasn't, I, I just didn't think too much about the pattern. <laughs> yeah. No, just to recap, it was Billy Joel, Billy Joel, R.E.M., R.E.M., Billy Joel, R.E.M., R.E.M., Billy Joel. Okay. Uh, that, I'm still good with that, and, considering I don't have those songs memorized. And you got uh, 50% right in the 50-50 round. So that's that's on theme. Good job. Uh, the psychometricians would say that uh, I'm as good as random. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes when we have items, like if we have items that are testing below 25%, they're like, something's wrong with this because it's testing below what it should test if we put it through a randomizer. <laughs> yeah, that's that couldn't be a good sign. <laughs> Round number seven is the return of the Bluetooth speaker because it is the second and final audio round. Yes. Uh, this is in Geeks Who Drink when we would listen to uh, audio clips from uh, movies or TV shows. Uh, you might remember that uh, in our last quiz, I made you listen to clips from movie trailers. Mm-hmm. And identifying those movies turned out to be uh, much more challenging than I thought it would. It was so hard. So I did um, such a bad job. Naturally, this time I thought uh, I'll mix it up and we'll go with television. Oh, good. And um, it, since this is month, you know, between 10 and 11 of lockdown, uh, naturally my mind uh, thinking of television clips went to the theme of bottle episodes. Liz, are you familiar with the term bottle episode? Bottle episode means it's sort of um, not within the whole plot. Like it takes place in a slightly different situation so that it's sort of like a standalone it's like sort of in the it's like a ship in the bottle ship in a bottle it more literally what it means is um it's all on one set and uh, usually the plot of the episode is like a a subset of characters they're like locked in and they're Mm -hmm. they're not going to leave this room for this story for however long it takes and i thought i naturally thought yes ship in a bottle as well and then I looked it up, Googled it, learned the origin of the term. Mm. And on Wikipedia, um, I should have this handy, but I don't. But the quote, which I will put more details of in the show notes, is like, uh, it's like pulling a genie out of a bottle. Because the, the, reason, uh. the reason they would do this was uh, because either um, a script that they were going to use, like, got scrapped and they needed something in a hurry Mm-hmm. Or they 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 didn't have the budget for a normal episode. Like it was mm-hmm. like you have a budget for the season and you want to do a big finale, but in mm-hmm. order to put a bigger budget into finale, you have to take away some from a from another episode. So you make a like a genie from a bottle. You make this cheap episode. Okay. So um, I've got eight YouTube clips that you're going to hear some audio from. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are all bottle episodes, and you just name the show. Okay. Thank God. Can you imagine if you were like, and you're going to name the episode, and I would yeah. be like, No, I'm not. I'm... I can name. 
I'm I'm thinking of episodes I can name for TV, and I can think of two. I can think of the body from Buffy and Once More with Feeling, and that's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could name a few few more Buffy episodes, but I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not that deluded to ex- pilot. Ex- <laughs> uh, that would be a good theme, but no. From which show? I don't know. Any of them. <laughs> hey, that's a good way to hedge your bets. If I were, if I were asking <laughs> for that, but no, just looking for show titles. All right, okay. let's hear uh, clip number one. Pierce, you have something to tell us? Yes. Is it me or has it become really obvious that Jeff took the pen? Yes. 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 Could be. You want to make a yes. bet, you jerks? Lockdown! I'll bet. Seal the doors. Nobody leaves until this pen shows up. I don't like this. Yeah, tell it to the pen you might have. Guinefer, hi. Yeah, it's me. I can't make it. Well, tell your disappointment to suck it. I'm doing a bottle episode. Isn't that a fun way to start it? Yeah. Okay, here comes number two. Dude, you scared the shit out of me. I mean, we say it's contamination. I mean, I'm thinking like a like an Ebola leak or something. Ebola? Yeah, it's a disease on the Discovery Channel where all your intestines sort of just slip right out of your butt. Thank you. I know what Ebola is. Uh-huh. Now tell me, what would a West African virus be doing in our lab? Hmm? So you're chasing around a fly, and in your world, I'm the idiot. That was number two. Now let's hear clip number three. Hey, I got news for you. If we're making this movie, we got to get a table immediately. All right, look it. Let's stop fooling around. Let's just slip him some money. In a Chinese restaurant, do they take money? (laughs) Do they take money? Everyone takes money. I used to go out with a guy who did it all the time. You just slip him 20 bucks. 20 bucks? (laughs) Isn't that excessive? Well, what do you want to give him, change? It's more than the meal. Oh, come on. We'll divide it up three ways. All right. Seven, seven, six. I'm not going to eat that much. I'm counting your shrimps. All right. That was number three. Here's clip number four. Do it. Do it now. Now. Faster. Faster. Just do it. That's the way. That's the one. You can do it. You can do it. Ah! Molto bene. Show him out. Molto bene. Get him out. Allons-y. I want him. Allons-y. It's his voice. The starlight waits. He's taking his voice. Oh, the the emptiness. Get him out. out. The midnight sky. The midnight sky. <laughs> All right, here's number five. Get up. What? Near my seat. How is this your seat? Because I was sitting there. But then you left. Well, it's not like I went to Spain. I went to the bathroom. You knew I was coming back. What's the big deal? Sit somewhere else. The big deal is I was sitting there last. So, it's my seat. Well, actually, the last place you were sitting was in there, so... All right, that was number five, and here is number six. Breakfast. Hey, you hey, wait a second. Get her off, goddamn bear claw. Cyril, what is that? Is that a bagel? No, get off. Jeez, it's just napkins. Guys, get the napkins. Okay, let's just take it down. Shut up, we're all gonna starve. Get away from us, guys. Come on, no. 
Come on, come on. Hey, stop. Easy. Hey, hey. Stop that. Everybody come. What the hell? I'm sorry. Seriously, I'm sorry. I sincerely. Uh, that was. I feel like you really catered to me with that one. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Uh, okay, here comes uh, number seven. The doctors and nurses and orderlies and technicians come and go. I stay. Thirty-two days so far. I will be here until there's a baby. This is your walking partner, Aunt Lydia said. Where else would you be? Oh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Oh, heaven is a place on earth. Okay. That was number seven. And finally, in clip number eight, uh, we are going to hear a familiar song. Okay. I'm going to play Jerry's Choice. Ooh, that's right. And I'm gonna sing along. And I'm gonna maintain eye contact the whole time. And guess what? I don't know the words. Harry Truman was the guy, America, Red China, all the countries, other people, everyone is fun. Joe Montana, E. McKellen, I have to buy a new toaster. This is awesome, you're so stupid, jumping up and down. Woo! Oh, I got it on repeat. Come on, Ron. You wanna hear it again or you wanna talk? No? Okay, next verse. Freddy Krueger bought some pants. Oprah has a turtle farm. Peter Piper, pee pee poopy, daddy ate a squirrel. Okay, that was the second audio round. I really knocked this one out of the park. I know I got one of the wrong, but I'm fairly certain I got every other one right. No, I bet you did. So uh, what was uh, the show with bottle episode number one? Community. Yes, that's right. And did you see the clip of um, Larry King? With Danny Pudi. And, and Danny Pudi. Yeah, Larry, I'm on DuckTales. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the clip? of uh from larry king uh rest in peace where uh ben schwartz was his guest no and it was um it was before uh the sonic movie but it was when we knew he was going to play sonic Mm -hmm. but i guess at this point there must not have even been a trailer because larry king asks ben schwartz what does sonic sound like and ben (laughs) schwartz says i can't tell you like that, like it's, it's, it's a secret for now. And then Ben Schwartz being Ben Schwartz, the master improviser turns it around on Larry King and says, what do you think Sonic sounds like? Give me your Sonic. And Larry's like, no, no. And Ben Schwartz is like, come on, I need to, I need to hear this now. And then, and then before Ben is even done insisting Larry King is doing a voice that is so funny. <laughs> you have to see this clip. It's Larry King going, well, hello, I'm Mr. Hedgehog. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I'm so happy. Okay. So look for that in the show notes. Um, okay. What was number two? Breaking Bad. Correct. The... And can I say the reason I recognized this was actually because of BoJack Horseman. Uh, right. Yes. You were... Because even though I've watched some Breaking Bad with Kenny, 
I really know Aaron Paul. Um, Aaron Paul's voice from BoJack Horseman. Right. But when I heard that, I was able to figure out yes. it immediately. BoJack Horseman came up in my research of bottle episodes, uh, but not one with Aaron Paul in it. When, mm. when I was looking at the Wikipedia for bottle episodes, it names a bunch of examples, which was very helpful for me. I only came up with a few of these off the top of my head. And one of them was, oh, there's that episode of BoJack where it's just BoJack's eulogy for his mother. Right, yeah. Which I thought of- Incredible episode of television. Great. Uh, As is the Fly episode of Breaking Bad, which we just Mm -hmm. heard a clip from, which is uh, uh, amazing. And uh, I didn't include BoJack Horseman just because I just thought, well, it's not really on theme. Yeah. Uh, It's not like a, you know, it's animation. Yeah. Uh, So is one of these, but- the one of these that is animation is like they're trapped in an elevator. Yeah. And and the Bojack Horseman episode is, is a monologue. And that's yeah. kind of technically it's a bottle episode, but it's, it doesn't have the same spirit. Yeah. Um, so number three was what? Seinfeld. Correct. The Chinese restaurant episode. A show I've not seen a single full episode of. But you recognized it. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is the one that you struggled with. Uh, I have no idea what this is. I wrote The Godfather. (laughs) Or not The Godfather, um, The Sopranos. Oh, that's funny. Um, no, I, I thought that this might be a tough one, but I thought, well, the British accents might help. And I also, I deliberately chose a clip in which, and it's, it's a very chaotic audio clip. So I, you could be forgiven for not picking out a, a certain line of dialogue. But uh, Alan C is uh, is said uh, yes, in that clip. I heard is, that, which is the uh, catchphrase of the tenth Doctor, played by David Tennant. That was a clip from Doctor Who. Oh, okay. The, epi- the episode Midnight. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. Um, uh, what was number five? Friends. Yep, you heard Joey and Chandler arguing. I have over seen a all chair. of those episodes, but in 2015 and in a period of two months. <laughs> What was uh, number six? Archer. Yes, that's correct. You heard Archer. And number seven? Uh, Handmaid's Tale. And I want to say yes. that I'm very proud that I picked up on what this was before they. she said Aunt Lydia. Yes, and Walking Partner. Yeah. Right? Uh, and then finally, um, who who was singing? We didn't Leslie start Nope. The, mm-hmm, and she was singing it to Ron Swanson on the show. Parks and Rec. Parks and Recreation. That's correct. So you got seven out of eight. Nice. No perfect round uh, so far. That goes for the last quiz as, as well as this one. But And also no opposite perfect round. Yes. No zeros. <laughs> two ones and two sevens so far. All right. So you've got one one round left to go. Okay. As in Geeks Who Drink, the, uh, the final round is a, a general knowledge round. Okay. And you might remember... That last time I did this, I looked to the uh, history of Trivial Pursuit categories for inspiration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this time around, instead of that, uh, we pay tribute to uh, the late, great Alex Trebek. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked up Jeopardy categories and I found a list on Cinema Blend of the most common uh, Jeopardy categories. Is one of them Jean? No, there's no Jean, unfortunately. Um, it was a, a list of 10, so I took the top eight, uh, Tom from MySpace style. And um, 
I've done them uh, in reverse. So we're, we're going from one to, I've kept them in order, but from eight to one okay. is the direction we're going. And the first category is colleges and universities. Um, and I've phrased these not as questions, but as Jeopardy style answers. So if you want to play along, answers in the form of a question. David Foster Wallace delivered his famous This is Water commencement speech at this Ohio Liberal Arts College. Question number two, the category is Word Origins. Look back far enough into the history of the words adder, auger, and apron, and you'll discover they all lost this same initial letter to indefinite articles in Middle English. This letter, we're looking for the letter that adder, auger, and apron all used to start with, but they lost to indefinite articles. Category number three is world history. In December 1825, an attempted military coup to install Constantine as Tsar of the Russian Empire was mounted by about 3,000 conspirators who became known by this name. Liz is looking like a deer in the headlights. Will you say that one again? Yes, and, and I'm... That one I feel like had a lot of words. <laughs> yes, and I'm, go I'm going to somewhat generously, um, I, but, but subtly, so listen for it, mm -hmm. emphasize one of those words. Okay. In December 1825, an attempted military coup to install Constantine as Tsar of the Russian Empire was mounted by about 3,000 conspirators who became known by this name. Okay. Category number four is potpourri. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, Jesus curses a certain tree considered a symbol representing Israel, for bearing none of this fruit. Jesus cursed a tree for bearing none of this fruit. I say he's a good guy. Question number five, the category is American history. Um, we're, we're doing this for fun. We're, I'm trying, we're trying to have fun here. Maybe the, the most challenging thing in writing this whole quiz was Writing a fun, lighthearted question in the category of American history. <laughs> the youngest of the 10 federal holidays recognized by the U.S. government observes the birthday of this man. Category number six is literature. This, this is literature categories. I'm always like, yeah. And then they read it and I'm like, God damn it. No, yeah, no, I, don't, I don't really know my Brontes from my... Austin's. This author's estate has sued Miramax and Netflix over recent adaptations, films starring Ian McKellen and Millie Bobby Brown, respectively, mm. on the grounds that only some of his stories are currently in the public domain. This author's estate. Uh, question number seven, the category is science. Some of the first COVID-19 vaccines authorized for use in the United States are mRNA vaccines, where the M stands for this. Please don't shoot it. 
What does the M stand for in mRNA vaccine? And then finally... We didn't shoot the fire. The final uh, question in the whole quiz and the most popular, uh, maybe not popular, according to the Cinema Blend, the most common category from Jeopardy is before and after. Mm. Are you familiar? Have you watched enough Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune to know how before and after works? Can I give you an example? Please. When I, so when you're pregnant, you can have these sort of fake little contractions before you're going to give birth. Do you know what they're mm-hmm. called? Uh, bra- uh, something hip, something. Say, say it. Braxton Hicks. Yeah. Uh, a popular R&B singer or false labor. Um, uh, are you, are you, are you saying Braxton Taylor Hicks? What? Tony Braxton Hicks. Tony Braxton Hicks. Okay, That's right. what Kenny used to call them. That's good. Yes. Okay. And I well, always you, thought that should be one. Yeah. What I said was not a true before and after, but you're, yes, you are, you are correct with that example. So here's mine. Dave Mustaine fronted metal band playing Kojima Productions flagship title. <sighs> Say it again. Dave Mustaine fronted metal band playing Kojima Productions' flagship title. Okay. Ready for answers? I am. This is Water. David Foster Wallace, commencement speech. This, Ohio Liberal Arts College. What is Bowling Green? No. What is Kenyon College? Kenyon. Mm-hmm. Uh, word origins, adder, auger, apron. What is M? Okay. I'm not sure I heard you correctly. Oh no. So say that say that one more time. Are you saying you're not sure you heard me correctly? Yes, I'm I'm not sure I heard you correctly. What is N? Yes. <laughs> N as in Anne. Yes. And A Nader became an adder over time. As a side note, and I just looked this up to make sure I'm not crazy. Um, a, a book I probably have mentioned before is The Secret Lives of Color by Kasia St. Clair that I adore. I'm obsessed with this book. And one of the chapters in that book is about this color red um, that's called Madder, M-A-D-D-E-R. Um, yeah. And it's made from a plant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a sort of rusty red. And an adder is a snake. Yes. Like the, the one in the Garden of Eden. A natter. An adder. Um, okay, so world history. Those those Russian revolutionaries were called What is the Christmas army? Oh no. <laughs> what did you What is Cra- the Red League? Who are? Who are? The Decemberists. Oh no. Oh, yes. No. That's where the name comes from. Uh, number four was potpourri. I wrote a Bible question. Uh, what type of tree did uh, Jesus curse? Wait, was it the tree or the fruit? Well, he cursed a fruit tree because uh-huh. it w- it had only leaves, no no fruit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So what? So what was the fruit? What is oranges? <laughs> no. Uh, fig. 
It was Actually, a... I almost put down Fig, but then fig... I I was thinking of Gnome Door's book. It was a fig tree. And also oh. the book Oranges Are Not the Only Fruit, which has nothing to do with this, but... <laughs> it's fine. You can think of all sorts of things. How could Jesus curse a tree? Uh, I believe... kind of like a dick move. Uh, well, you said how. I believe how he did it was saying words to it like... <laughs> May no one ever eat from you ever again or something like that. Why would he do and that? He knows he's the son of God. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I, I sort of put it in the I put in the question that the fig tree is considered a symbol representing Israel. Oh, um, so that that's one interpretation of that story. Yikes. Because the, the, the story is also it's also the story of the cleansing of the temple. Mm. is when he throws the money lenders He's out like, yeah. so the story is told a couple different ways in a couple different gospels but the but the first one is thought to be mark and and in that version before he goes to the temple he sees the tree it has no fruit he curses it he goes to the temple he throws them out and then as they're leaving they all the disciples and jesus they see that the tree has withered and one of the disciples is uh. like, this tree that you cursed, look at it now. And and it's perhaps a metaphor for the the, the process. <laughs> it's like it's like when Charlie Brown hangs up that bobble and he goes, I killed it. <laughs> I have a really small side joke. I don't which... think Jesus felt bad about it, according to the story. <laughs> just just by the way. Uh, what what's your thing? Um so my friend Kathy sends her kid to uh, Catholic school and she was saying to me, oh my God, I have three dress down spirit days or I have three dress down days this week. And I said, is it like a spirit week? And she said, it's Catholic schools week. And I said, oh, it's the Holy Spirit week. <laughs> ah, that's good. <laughs> that's that's good, clean fun. Anybody can enjoy that. Yeah. Um, question number five was the American history question where I asked you about a, a federal holiday and you wrote Martin Luther King Jr. That is correct. Woo. Not in the form of a question, but it's correct. What is it? Um, and then uh, number six was the literature question. So who, what author has a litigious estate? Who is Ian Fleming? No, uh, you were thinking these were Bond movies. Oh, shit. Uh, what is his name? Arthur Conan Doyle. Yes. All right. I'll give you that one. You, 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 you knew they were it was... friends, right? <laughs> I don't know that they were even contemporaries, but um, were you were, were you thinking of Sherlock Holmes? I was thinking of Sherlock Holmes. I just pulled the wrong name. Out. Yeah, you weren't thinking of James Bond at all. No, you were just yeah. You you were thinking Sherlock Holmes author, and you accidentally wrote. Ian Fleming. But it's actually Car Arthur, Arthur Conan, Conan Doyle, Doyle, which you knew. So, yes. th so there you go. That's that, you. There's a point for that. So these films, if you don't know, the the one, the one Miramax one starring Ian McKellen from a few years ago is called Mr. Holmes. Mm -hmm. And the more recent one starring Millie Bobby Brown, which is on Netflix, is called Enola Holmes. And I heard that was a beloved when it came out. People really seemed to like it. So... Um, I think that the, I wrote this question because I think that this is fascinating. Mm -hmm. we, we've known for a while that Sherlock Holmes is in the public domain. Mm -hmm. Has been for a little while. What I didn't know looking into it is that most Sherlock Holmes is in the public domain. But there are later Doyle Holmes stories 
that won't enter the public domain until like a year or two from now. Yes. And so the Doyle estate has sued over, you know, trying to <laughs> trying to trying to make the argument that these adaptations are lifting from the stories that are still uh, copyrighted. Copyrighted. Yeah. So in the case of Mr. Holmes, Ian McKellen plays like an old retired Sherlock Holmes and they had the claim that, you know, post retirement Sherlock Holmes is is still copyrighted. That's exclusive <laughs> to the later yeah. stories. Uh-huh. That's that's fair enough. However, in the case of Enola Holmes, mm-hmm. do you know this story? No, I don't. They were su- apparently, according to what I've read, they were suing on the grounds that what is still under copyright is Sherlock Holmes having emotions. No. <laughs> and part of the no. argument, part of the argument, according to what I read, mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes caring whether or not Watson lives or dies <laughs> is still under <laughs> copyright <laughs> because the the later Doyle in the later Doyle stories Holmes is softer and more human but uh-huh. but in the stuff that's in the public domain already he's you know there's there's very little of that that's, you know he's that's insane cold that's cl- just clinical that cold and clinical is how you describe his estate. Apparently, yes. Another detail. This is the last part I'll say. I, I read that part of it was part of what's supposedly under still under copyright is Sherlock Holmes loving dogs. <laughs> um, not in the public domain. In the first three books, he shot a dog in cold blood. <laughs> okay, so uh, maybe the Hound of Baskerville. Um, so uh, speaking of shooting things. Mm-hmm. Um, question number seven: What what does the M stand for? Messenger. Correct. Learned that today. Uh, and then uh, finally, the before and after. Oh no, I don't know the before, but I know the after. What is a Dave Mustaine fronted metal band playing Kojima Productions's flag flagship title? I wrote Black Death Stranding. Very close. Um, good. Good for half a point. Uh, it's Megadeth Stranding. Mega. Okay. Megadeth Stranding. Okay. So retroactively seeing how rounds four and five went, uh-huh. I've revisited the score from uh, round two, the music round. Oh, yes. And I've given you half a point each uh, for knowing Bob Dylan and uh, the Rolling Stones. Uh, so that puts me at six for that round yes so uh that is an ending total by my calculations of 36.5 out of a possible 64 yes i agree good god that sounds so much worse <laughs> i don't than remember how i felt i did i don't remember exactly what your score was last time but i'm pretty sure it was right around there yeah so um at, at least uh, we're consistent. Okay, yeah, I think that's good. And I think you are consistently giving me um, challenging questions. But not too challenging, I hope. Yes, exactly. All right, I had fun. Did you have fun? I had so much fun. I'm so glad that that's what this was. I love this. Awesome, good. I'm glad. So um, 
happy January, everyone. And uh, look for us on Twitch and maybe see you this way in February, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Great. Bye, everyone. Love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Will is on Twitter and Letterboxd at youngest of one, and his website is williamhoffacker.com. You can find Liz at exclamate on Instagram, at exclamate underscore on Twitter, or on her website, elizabethdeannamorrislakes.com. Our website is smugbuds.com, and the podcast is at smugbuds on Twitter and Instagram.